Josiah, my son, it has been six years since you left the farm. How have you been? Your sister is doing well. We've been talking about the most disappointing games of 2018. Hello, I'm Six Detmar. And uh, I'm Jennifer Uncle. And I'm Nick's Disappointed Cease. Gimmick Awards continue, and we're here to talk about disappointment. And we're good at getting disappointed, I think. Indeed. But, even with all that, this isn't that long of a list. No, I mean, we could, yeah. It has to have been on your radar, I guess. Yeah, that's true. You, that's true. You, know, you, you have to have expectations. To, yeah. mm-hmm. And I don't really expect So there's much, much anyone. worse games, but it's not about that. Of course. It's about what of is course. the most disappointing. Now, Nick, I'm going to give you one more chance. Okay. You only have added one game to this list. Mm-hmm. Were you really not that disappointed last year? You know me at this point of two That's true. years That's true. of Bottle Crow. Do I get disappointed or excited about things very much? You're fairly agreeable, I would say. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm fairly, you know, mellow. Like, I don't have expectations. Like, maybe if it's a bad game, like, well... Either Six or Jen needs to uh, shut their ears. But like Danganronpa, you know, I've heard a lot about it from both sides. And then I just, you know, I went and I played the first two. And they're really good. And and watching uh, Crime Scene makes me want to play the third one. But, you know, I'm just like, I go into it and I'm, I'm willing to deal with a lot of bullshit. So it's really hard to really grind my gears and push my buttons. So that's that why said, this... the one that you have added, well, sort of two, <laughs> uh... We'll have some conversation about. Yes. Indeed. So, Jen, can you read our list? Sure thing. So, nominated for most disappointing, we have Heaven Will Be Mine, Mario Tennis Aces, Below, The Missing, Soul Calibur VI, SNK Heroines, Subterfuge, Darksiders Three, and Iconoclasts. Hoofa Doofa. So where do we want to start with this one? I mean, I think we can whittle it down a bit. Like, I was disappointed. As much as I enjoyed Soul Calibur VI, I was also disappointed that everyone made such a big deal about its character creator, and yet it's inferior to the character creator of Soul Calibur III, a game on the PS2. Um, I thought that was a bummer. And also the story is fucking trash. No, it's not just like, <laughs> oh, it's badly written. It's so it's just a grind. It's just, you're just like wading through a swamp. It's so unpleasant. Um, that said, the Versus is the best it's been in literally over a decade. So I guess I'm not that disappointed. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely one of those things where they could have handled a lot of, as, lot of aspects better. But this is as close to a, a return to form and an improvement on Soul Calibur that we've seen in a while. Yeah. There aren't really a lot of 3D fighters left, aren't there? That's like, a good that's what thing. I've heard. Kill them. <laughs> Get it. Are you, aren't you... Uh, well, I don't know. Ace, your, Ace Combat is like a 3D plane fighter. <laughs> so it sounds like it's basically Soul Calibur 7. Ace Nick, Combat. on the other hand, missile. 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 Pull missile. up. Missile. Pull up. Altitude. Oh, um, all right. Well, uh, any other easy cuts we got on here? Um, hmm. I just wanted to mention Iconoclast because it, it's it's one of those things where it's disappointing, but I probably should have expected that because it's it, it comes from a pattern of indie games where it's like made by a single person or one person and a handful of others it takes close to a decade or five or so years to complete and it has this really cute art style but then this the story ends up being this really dark bummer like uh <laughs> in iconoclast specifically it's basically about how this you're this mute girl and Everyone blames everything on you, and most of the story is like, fuck you, it's all your fault, as people get executed in front of you. And they they try and lighten the mood with various characters that have more fun ticks and things like that, but overall, it's kind of a bummer to play. And I feel like I'm not the only one who's mentioned that <laughs> specifically. Like, Danielle Riando did a whole article on Waypoint about how 
you're you're wandering through the ducks at one point and all you're hearing are these guards basically being super uh basically talking about how they want to um to have sex with one of the characters and then someone pipes up and it's like yeah and i don't know could i'd be interested in a guy too and everyone gets super silent and it's this weird it's this weird moment where it's like, okay, we're making the bad guys homophobic to make them less likable, but it kind of sucks to sit through. Yeah. I'm on the well, website, and it's actually a heart-wrenching epic. Can oh, one mechanic okay. fix the world? 20 gear-grinding bosses epic battles stand in your way. Seven well, years in the making, and it was worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds great. So clearly, it's not the most disappointing game of no, 2018. No, no, no. It, I mean, it has unique, unique. Get this, and exotic locations. And exotic. Honestly, I'm my I'm goodness. I should buy this game. I'll buy everybody uh, this game. A round of. I wonder what is if this it game? takes place in Egypt. That's exotic. Oh yeah, that's that's another thing. The person who made it. Um, not to get too much on a personal. This person's kind of weird or whatever, but. Um, he likes to post a lot of art of women, and sometimes the art's kind of eh. So I probably should have seen it coming. So it's one of those th- situations where it's like, well, it's mostly disappointing because I wasn't, I wasn't fully on my, on top of the game, and I should have realized that it was going to be like this. Hmm. Well, Mario Tennis Aces uh, promised to be a return to form for like the old Mario sports RPG. And that was a load of bullshit, and the single player sucked. The Aww. multiplayer was was pretty good, but it also showed some some problems after you played for a bit. It's not the most disappointing game, but it was a little bit of a letdown. Man, yeah, I agree with that. Are there are there any good? Like, I don't have a Switch. I have a Wii U. Ostracize, ostracize, ostracize me. Uh-huh. Are there any like good? Are there any like Wii era good sports or like you know fun? Are there any fun games on the Switch? Are there any of the kind of like Wii Sports, old school Mario Sports games out there? Not for yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, I mean, if if you're looking at the Wii, you could get uh, Super Mario Strikers Charge. That game is good. Ooh. But on the Switch, not so much. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I'd say that the online isn't as good as it could be, but it's it's still... It's not as bad as people told me the Wii U one was, so that's something. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen, I hate to attack you like this, but how the fuck did you not see SNK Heroines coming? I should have seen that coming too, but it was one of those situations where it was like, on on the on its surface, a a fighter with all just all the women, something that sounds good, even something where it's like, I don't know. From the outside, it didn't seem like it would be that bad, and as more information came out about it, it turned out to be just that bad. And it's one of those situations where I kind of got blinded by the idea that the special edition would have that amazing Fatal Cutie hat, and uh, it, it was one of those situations where it's like, oh, they might do something interesting with this. I've, I remember how Skullgirls used to look kind of eh before it came out, and then it turned out to be amazing, so... That's a fair point. But yeah, it's one of the situations where they eventually rolled in stuff like uh, the Terry Bogard stuff, and I thought it would stop there, but no, all almost all their DLC is another transphobic joke and another transphobic joke, and it just kept piling on to the point where it's like, well, not only am I disappointed that the game turned out this way, y'all just keep going with this, and it yeah. becomes more and more of an embarrassment that this thing even exists. Hmm. Man. Okay. It may not so be not top three. Well, it may not be top three material, but I do think it's fair to call it pretty damn disappointing. <laughs> Are you more disappointed in it or below? Oh, I'm absolutely most disappointed in below. Okay. Well, well I more think disappointed we should, anyway. We should we should cut S and K Heroines though. It is a very it is a very disappointing game, but also some of the signs were there. You know. Yeah, for sure. Should I talk about Below now? Yeah, let's hear about Below. Okay, so Below has been in development. Um, I'm pretty sure they were teasing about it. 
they were teasing it at the Xbox One launch, or pretty close to it. It's It's been through years and years of development where they were showing really interesting visual trailers and snippets of it. Not really letting people play it so much, but I feel like Happy Games is one of those studios that has a pretty good pedigree around it, and they've done some interesting things. Their art style is gorgeous, and earlier the Earlier in 2018, I had just come off of playing a fair chunk of OKKO uh, Let's Play Heroes, which was this excellent uh, beat-em-up. So I was going in pretty psyched for Below, especially when it did something of a stealth release near the end of December. And um, yeah, it turned out to be nothing that I wanted. Like, the visuals were all there, (laughs) but... They, they did a pretty good job of hiding that there would be a hunger and thirst meter <laughs> and that they would deplete very quickly and that whenever you died in this roguelike situation, you started at the very beginning of the beach, really far away from where you're supposed to be. Like, really far away from even the cave you're supposed to be in. And the way that you would die is, in addition to the normal enemies and meters you have to deal with, they hide these insta-kill spikes throughout the environment that you have a split second to react to. And if you get hit on those spikes, not only do you have to start back at the beach, but you lose the item that helps you get through the area, and you have to go back down to where your body is at a severe disadvantage until you get that thing back. Roguelikes, they're problematic. (laughs) I really... Want to like a lot of roguelikes that I play, and yeah. I never do. Yeah, I as someone who does like roguelikes from time to time, like I think Hades by Supergiant Games, which is in early access right now, is amazing. Mm-hmm. The key to a good roguelike is, of course, you lose things when you start back over, but starting over is nearly instantaneous, and you get back into the loop very quickly. And um, you don't start out your next run with a severe disadvantage like you do in this one. Yeah, Below seems like... I mean, I wasn't expecting much from Below just because I don't... I haven't liked the Cappy Games game, but it's it's pretty hard to argue. I mean, Below was, yeah, getting hyped for close to a decade. And then it came out and it was just this wet fart, so... <laughs> um, that said, it's hard for me to imagine this list of not including Subterfuge. <laughs> um, which was a week and a half of misery for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like Risk with Mafia elements, which is you know to be fair, it's what it is. I think it was U six who brought it up and like floated the idea to everybody of uh, playing a game. Oh, float that joke. Was me. Um, and uh, and then uh, you know six or seven of us played it. And, I, and none of us made it to the end <laughs> where somebody won. We all just kind of gave up eventually because it was uh-huh. too miserable. Yeah, there was a point where everyone just started mass quitting because we were so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was after, like, after, again, after investing a week and a half. And this wasn't like, like oh, we'd pick up, the, like, I mean, at least in my case, it wasn't like, oh, I'd pick up the game, you know, like, when I came home from work and played for five minutes and then that was my day. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I was at work. I was like talking to customers and sort of out of the corner of my eye being like, is Nick about to fuck me? I gotta fuck that guy. I gotta fucking kill him. <laughs> like, it made you so paranoid. It made you pay so much attention to the game because you could get screwed so quickly in such a such a quick moment. Um, it's just this elaborate game of betrayal and time. And it's just not fun. No, um, yeah, I appreciate. Unfun. I genuinely appreciate the idea, but like, you'd have to balance this game so incredibly well for it to work, and also you'd have to make it shorter because this was too fucking long. Even if it was balanced right, this was too fucking long. Yeah. But like, it just we got like these stalemate situations where all that was happening is that people were piling up troops and resentment on either side, and it was just and it would, was just you try to do the like negotiation or alliance or you know strategy thing and it's it's very much arbitrary like what people choose to do especially for me i was like you know make my day i won't i won't work with you because then you'll just screw me later because of course that's the whole idea 
But, like, no strategy is good for having fun, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where I actually confused it at first for Neptune's Bounty, which is a very similar idea, and I feel like... Well, I haven't played it in a while, but I feel like it is so much better executed with even just quality of life things, like the fact that you can play it on either PC or your phone or both, and... The fact that it didn't fucking crash every 30 minutes like Subterfuge does. <laughs> Subterfuge crashes a lot. It's true. And yeah, I, I think overall it, it was unpleasant because people were just grinding against each other. And I feel like it I feel like it made each other unhappy with each other, which is a really terrible thing for a game to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, there's I'm sure there's still like a phrase you could say to activate me and I try and kill Nick again because yeah. <laughs> boy we had ourselves a fucking blood feud. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a bad time. Oh yeah, and oh, meanwhile, so meanwhile I was the person who was constantly trying to make friends with everyone and <laughs> it would always backfire on me and I just felt miserable. Like oh no one no one wants to be my friend in this. You're the hope in the world of despair. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. I think you're the only person I never fucked over, Jen, for what it's worth. Yeah, but that was also because I think being on my side was part of your strategy. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And there was a point where I was like, I can see Jen's moving her queen over here to this really... I could really just stop her in the back. <laughs> Take it. Oh, do it now. That game is... is oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Um... Gosh, so we've got four games, five games left on here, huh? Um, I think, I, I don't know, what's not going to make the cut? We've got Heaven Will Be Mine, Below, The Missing, Subterfuge, and Darksiders 3, and all of those seem like they should be on the Talk list. Talk to me about Heaven Will Be Mine. Motherfucker, <laughs> I... Mm, that wasn't directed towards you. That was just, you, you sparked a fury. Uh, Heaven Will Be Mine was advertised as this game about flirting and mecha. It was like, oh, like, you get to, like, you, you, you flirt with other pilots, you have, like, some dating sim elements, but also you're a fucking mecha pilot and you do cool mecha shit, right? And it's a visual novel. And I was like, hell yes, this sounds so much my jam. Because, believe it or not, I really like dating sim games. I think they're really fun. Um, I really like the process of, like, getting to know these characters who have actually been fleshed out to have like likes and dislikes and actually be people, <laughs> which is rare in video games. Um, and heaven will be mine is the most disappointing game of the year because everything it promoted itself on is a complete fucking lie. <laughs> it's not a mecha game. It's like fucking like knockoff persona because your robots are just projections of yourself. And so there's none of the interesting, like, dynamics and world building that are involved with mecha stuff and the implications there it's just like what if you took a mecha show and boiled off everything but the metaphor and then didn't put anything else back up to layer over it um and also these are all characters who already all know each other so you don't really get to know them and also they don't really flirt they just fucking like it's just a bunch of like listen no hate this is just not what i was here for it's just a bunch of queer folks on twitter DMing each other like, "Hey, wanna fuck?" And it's like, <laughs> "Have have fun. You do your you do your thing." But like, this is not what I'm here for. <laughs> Where's my mecca? Where's my mecca? Where's my like building a meaningful relationship? Because all anyone wants is to. I mean, they're all women, so this this metaphor is a little bit inappropriate. But all everybody wants is just to get their dick wet. So it's, it's the fucking shallowest conversations in the goddamn world, and I just. And the world building is mostly incoherent. And then once you cohere it, you're like, oh, some of this is pretty fucking stupid, huh? And it just feels really half-baked. And if you do multiple routes, you're going to see the same stuff over and over and over again because content repeats like nobody's fucking business. And every choice, every choice in the game is is literally, I'm not joking, I'm not exaggerating, you are choosing top or bottom. That's every choice in the game. This game is a fucking... Such a disappointment to If me. I may quote from the Steam shop, we don't care. Giant robots may not make any sense. Celestial cities across the solar system are silly dreams. They are, however, extremely awesome. 
Yeah, they are. You should put them in your fucking game. Uh, I didn't finish Heaven Will Be Mine, which might be kind of damning since I really in, I really loved We Know the Devil to the point where I played it multiple times. But um, yeah, it, it was one of those things where I was kind of disappointed, but also I just, it was one of those things where it's like, well, I guess I'm going to do something else now. Jen not finishing a, gr- a visual novel? Just throw it in right? the garbage. Well, right? <laughs> I did have to stop playing Chaos Child after Six told me about it, and also yeah. after it became totally rancid, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chaos Child was another special case. Um, I don't think that's going to be on most disappointing, because, like, if you told me you were going to play Chaos Child, I would have tased you and been like, no, 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 but... What is Chaos uh, Child? What's it got going uh, for it? It's a misogynist murder mystery. It's fine. Oh, darn. Um... Hmm. Nick, talk about Darksiders 3. <sighs> so I've had some time to reflect. When I uh, when we made this list and I made up my notes, I, by the way, I played the game, I finished it, I was inspired to take notes on it, which is a, a bad sign <laughs> in a bad way for this. <laughs> um, I really like the Darksiders 1 and 2 games, especially 1, you know, 2 did some new stuff. It was it was fine. It wasn't really an improvement, but it was fine. It was kind of different. It's like, you know, everybody says this about it, I'm pretty sure. It's like the adult Zelda. It's like the adult chocolate milk of video games to me. I, I want to give a little bit of context, which is like, I talk to you about games sometime, and I feel mm-hmm. like like most of the time, your, your thing is just sort of like, this is fine. I'm mm-hmm. having a good time, right? Yeah. You're really like, like pleasantly mellow about everything, but you love Darksiders. Yeah, like I enjoy the Zelda games. I okay, don't discredit my opinion. Uh, I really like Twilight Princess a lot. Twilight <laughs> Princess is one good. Of my fun. Yeah, but, you know, I it admittedly has some problems. Um, sure, but like I like Twilight Princess, and then people are like, "Oh, we don't like the Dark Zelda." I'm like, "Wait, but no, no, I want more of the Dark Zelda. Make it darker." And so you know, Dark Siders, it's got the like linear action adventure kind of hack and slash you get you know items that give you new abilities type stuff right and yeah. that's really fun to me and there's so few games out there that do that that aren't like zelda level or uh simpler not dumber i guess but like they're generally just they don't have a lot of more meaty substance or like the art design is very much cartoony which is fine like wind waker's fun but i like the i don't know the like darkish apocalyptic sense like hard fantasy zelda basically i really like the art style the aesthetic it's it's fun right so when thq dissolved after two because you know i like the lore i also just I guess I just realized this. I like anything having to do with, like, modern mythology, the, like, heaven and hell mythology stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, Constantine, I really like that movie. Not just for that stuff, but, like, also the lore is just interesting. I don't know why. It's very strange. But so that, you know, pulled me in, and it's like, oh, so there'll have to be at least four games because it's the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Okay, cool. And then they dissolved. I'm like, oh, no, that's really sad. Nobody will ever make a game like this again, probably. You know, there's there's some out there, but linear games are few and far between. Or, you know, just that kind of game, few and far between. Yeah. yeah. And then I heard, I don't know, years back, I guess, that, like, this one company bought it. They renamed themselves THQ Nordic, and they're developing Darksiders 3, and I got really excited. Nick, the dream of the Fire Dom is real. <laughs> <laughs> she is with us and she is strong. I didn't even read the comics. Like, I, I think I did read the wiki at one point about, like, what Fury and Strife, which are who should be in three and four, um, like, who they were, the two horsemen that we hadn't seen. And then I forgot about it because it's been so fucking long since two came out or since one came out, especially. And then I guess it was like a month or two ago. Darksiders 3 released. And I had totally forgotten that it was a thing, that it was in development. That somebody had, like, fucking bought the Nordic, the THQ rights to the series and was making a game. And so I was so excited. Just, like, 0 to 100 hype. Not even, like, oh, 
you know, long-term development. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm watching all the trailers. Nope, none of that. Just like suddenly it was on Steam. I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. They were making this game. And so I dived into it. And, you know, my first impression was like, oh, wow, look, it's it's like Darksiders, but it, it almost has modern graphics. Because they've re-released one, and I think two also, with graphic updates, but you can more mastered edition and definitive <laughs> I can't say definitive <laughs> yeah it's so hard to say and they're fine they look better but like you can only upraise things so much guys yeah yeah and so you know Darksiders 3 it definitely looks better it doesn't look super AAA 2019 next level you know RTX on but that's fine like who who cares at a certain point but then like the art direction and like the this is my first initial impression. It's like, oh cool, better graphics. I edited my uh config files to unlock the frame rate so I could go to 144 hertz. It's like, okay, at least it works when I do that. And it's like, wow, this is great. I'm so excited. And then like the art direction on the main character's face really bothers me. It seems very I uh, more cartoonish than the other two characters. Like, they have the anime all-white eyes, and they're not realistically drawn, but they're not super cell-shaded. And Fury, the main character, just looks like Zelda Wind Waker to me. And that kind of threw me off. And But I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm sure I'll get used to it. And to be fair, I did. Like, it was fine by the end. But there was nothing really special about this opening world. It was another, like, you know, apocalyptic city... And there were some zombies that you were going through to kill in the first area. And I died in the first area, which was like five to ten minutes long. And I'm like, man, I really suck at these games. Wow, it looks like the combat is going to be deep. There's lots of room for me to, you know, chain together better combos and dodge at better time. Nope, I just kept dying, like, a lot. And it turns out they just just didn't really make a Darksiders game game except for like the cover <laughs> it just didn't it didn't feel at all like what i was looking for it felt like they wanted to make a dark souls game really badly i don't like dark souls games <laughs> a lot of people do i don't i don't find it fun at all it's even worse than roguelikes for me like i liked and played a bunch of dead cells and uh hollow knight i think but like dark souls games just not very fun for me and so this was like, oh, what if we made the combat difficult, but difficult in a way where it's like, oh, we won't let you dodge all the time, or you have super long recovery, or if you press an attack button, you have to commit. And if you've never played a Darksiders game, it is the opposite of that. It is a hack and slash. But you like can chain together different combos, and you have different combo routes. So it's just, you know, it's kind of a masher. And that's part of the fun part about it. Mm -hmm. And they just they put in the bare bones structure of a dark souls game and like a hack and slash game, but there's like two combos that you can do ever in the game with like any of the weapons. So you get you know like three like, or Nick? four weapons, everything. Nick, I like the color red. <laughs> yep. Am I going to like this game? It looks like there's a lot of red in this game. <laughs> there, there's, there's not a lot of color in this game. Really? It has no soul. It's like a black and white game. It's like, what if we gave you the structure? And then, oh, we'll put little bits of Technicolor here and there. Oh, and that's all we have. <laughs> Don't look any deeper. Like, in the first two, I, th I think it was both two, you could, unlock, you could buy combos. Like, you get a currency for killing things, and you could buy new moves, new combo routes. This just had two from the beginning. It's like you have a left click, which is kind of like a light attack. You have a right click, which is kind of like a heavy attack. And you can switch between them in like two ways. Have fun. And then you unlock new weapons that don't really do that much different stuff or feel that different. It was such a disappointment to me because <laughs> I was so looking forward to a hack and slash game after so long of not having played one. And I'm sure there's some, you know, rose-colored glasses here, but I'm just going to go back and play Darksiders 1 and 2 just to, like, for a sanity check that, yes, these games can be fun, that original Darksiders were decent, at least, you know, or good. Yeah, it was just, like, I finished the game eventually, but halfway through, I put it down 
because I kept dying, just like a Dark Souls game. I just kept dying, and I couldn't get past this area because there's the negative feedback of like, oh, we won't give you health things or boosts, but we'll give you consumable ones. And then if you consume it and die, they're gone. <laughs> like, have fun with the boss fight. And they balanced it very poorly for that. <gasps> yeah. And just like, it has all the bad parts of linear level design to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very un inspired very not creative at all like i guess it was competent level design but that's about it it was very samey like just just a like a 50 percent finished game to me huh yeah for me it's one of those things where i was never the biggest darksiders fan i thought that they were all right um and as soon as uh it got it got revived by Deep Silver and me knowing what Deep Silver's reputation is usually, I yeah. had no hopes for this game being any good. <laughs> I should have known. Yep. They they basically took all the name THQ Nordic because Deep Silver is a name that resonates so poorly with everyone. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. They changed their names because it was was a was a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> when you saw the deep silver name on things mm-hmm. like it's you don't even have to be very creative with storytelling like it's a very cliche universe that's fine i'm totally down for that in this case like super cliche just like make a fun hack and slash game guys linear level design you can literally read paper books on it it's such an old concept right just like uh-huh. i don't know make it at least decent and i guess it was kind of decent but for what it should have been boy just I think that's fair, yeah. Yeah. All also the story was bad. I completely forgot the story. It was bad. It I had to look up wiki and like Reddit posts to figure out the timeline. It was pretty stupid. And then they just like casually drop the fourth horseman in there very poorly. It's like, oh, everybody's watched the or read the comics, read the wiki, and so you know all about the fourth horseman. That's basically what they assume because they just randomly put him in a cutscene for 10 seconds, and then at the end of the game, it's like, oh, and there he is again. Oh, there's our favorite guy. It's not like a suspenseful moment. It's not hyped up. It's not like, and the fourth final horseman is revealed. It's just like, nope, he's just there, and then he's gone. Nobody say anything. Right. So I have, no, I have no hopes for four. This will not be on my list for disappointing <laughs> games of, I don't know, 2030. Yeah, so you're saying it's... You're saying it's Kingdom Hearts without any of the redeeming qualities. If you have to go to outside material to understand it. Yep. Very sad. So I'm thinking I'm thinking I'll either have to give up below or the missing for this list. Um, so I want to get first before I get into the missing, I want to get your feelings on sweary games. Uh, both of you. Uh. To be honest, I've never really cared about hmm. Swery. Like, I, I don't have, like, a resentment or anything. Like, sometimes he shows up at, like, the, the PAX wrestling thing, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. He <laughs> seems friendly. But, like, I don't know. I don't, like, I appreciate the concept of Deadly Premonition as a thing that exists in the world, and that's about as far as I get. Sweary games. <laughs> okay, so that sounds like Nick doesn't have any strong feelings. Hidetaka Suihiro, known as Sweary or Sweary65, is a Japanese video game director and writer. He was in the founding members of Game Developer Spy Fiction, Deadly Premonition, and D4. Dark Dreams Don't Die. Spy Fiction seemed kind of neat. I never played it, but I was like, hey, this seems like an interesting, like, weird twist on, like, hey, Metal Gear Solid is popular. Yeah, it came from the same developer collective that had, uh, that had Yokotaro and people like that, but I should play that someday. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, Deadly Premonition is one of those things where I have a lot of fondness of because I watched uh, the two playthroughs that Giant Bomb did, and those were a lot of fun. And not having to play it, you got some of the charm that was there because. Swery has this very congenial attitude towards Americana and just things like Twin Peaks. And <laughs> he really goes out of his way to capture a lot of that. Like he spent a lot of time in small towns when he was small American towns, when he was making that game. And it's interesting to see this thing that you're familiar with 
Well, it's interesting to see small town Americana filtered through Twin Peaks, filtered through someone from an entirely different country, and yeah, that that was an interesting time. And then D four came out, and that was even more interesting because you didn't do a lot of playing within it. It was one of those QTE based things, but um, it used that to layer on even more weird moments, like uh. <laughs> Scenes where they're debating clam chatter in these fake Boston accents while one of your while one of your friend I mean while your character is constantly breaking crackers into his soup to the point that the crackers form an entire tower while your friend is taking four or five slices of pizza at once and throwing them into his mouth while he's angrily screaming about clam chowder. And for whatever reason, uh <laughs> It did not do well, and Microsoft decided not to fund the rest of it. So, yeah, White Owls ended up going very indie for a while. They did a Kickstarter campaign for The Good Life, this game where you turn into a cat. They had to do it twice before it got funded. And, um, yeah, out of all of that, it was a situation where sometime within, I think, early 2018, they announced it, uh... Swery made a game in combination with Arc System Works, or at least they published it, where it was a side-scrolling um, horror-slash-comedy game where you play this woman named uh, JJ, and um, you're basically looking for your friend, and you go through platforming puzzles through the idea that you cannot die, but you can certainly sever parts of your limbs, or and in interesting ways to get through puzzles, like you can um, you can lose all of your limbs and just crawl along to get through this barbed wire you can't get through otherwise. You can um, have a bowling ball hit your head so your neck breaks and the world turns upside down for a bit, like gravity reverses. Hmm. And on the outside, all of that sounded pretty neat. Sounds exactly like the kind of thing that would interest me. It was small enough scale that it was like, okay, I can see I can see this coming out and being okay. I can see it being great even. And then it came out and I got to play it and I just had a miserable time with it. Like, it's it's one of those situations where the platforming is wonky. It takes a lot of tries to figure out exactly what it wants from you, and even mm. more time to get used to the bad physics engine and while you're doing that for certain puzzles like the break your neck thing you're just hearing this woman make the worst pained noises ever <laughs> like she's crying and barely getting in she, her windpipe is broken so she's barely making any noise and it's really gross and it goes against the whole fun nature of oh run up to this giant symbol monkey and have your head smashed in a bit to get through this area but it's it turns out to be really miserable to play and admission for the cast i have not finished the game but i know where it goes because a lot of people have talked about it and this is a bit of controversial um, position because a lot of my friends and a lot of uh, critics in general thought that this was pretty cool but the big twist of the game is that this is a dream world and you are a trans woman who basically self-harms. And this is all a metaphor for that. And at that point, I came from, I went from, okay, this isn't really my bag, but I'm glad that this exists, to fuck off, sweary. Because the idea of using transness as a twist instead of just a fact about this character left me with such a bad taste in my mouth. Like, it's a situation where it's like, it, it's, supposed to, it's a move that's meant to garner more, it's a move meant to basically be like, it, it felt like a Oscar bait situation of a video game where it's like, you couldn't talk about, you couldn't just have her be trans as a normal part of the game or anything like that. You couldn't introduce it in a respectable way. You had to use it as a shocking plot twist. And that, 
it was bad enough that I looked at all the other games Swery has done, especially the way that Swery handled Thomas in Deadly Premonition, who is a trans character, and it made me realize I don't like Swery very much, and <laughs> that basically destroyed a decade's worth of impressions of him, for me anyway, and... It made, it left me feeling very despondent because only one other person that I know within the critical sphere was actually talking about how much this sucks, and everyone else was kind of heaping praise on it. And yeah, everyone I've seen who talked about like so first off, I've I've talked to some people who've who've uh, who've seen the game to conclusion, and a lot of them first off say that it isn't really that much of a twist, um, like it's sort of like it's established in things earlier, and if you're paying attention, you'd know. Um, but also, like, no one seems to think it's handled badly, and I guess, like, for me, it's hard for me to, like, to agree fully with your, like, you're saying, like, this is really badly handled when you didn't see it. I saw it on YouTube, but yeah, I didn't see it through the end myself. It's just one of those situations where it already was miserable to play, and then hearing the uh -huh. way that it, hearing that another game, yet again, is using transness as a shocking twist was the point where I was just like, oh, just fuck you. It, I mean, it sounds like the a kind of game that you have to be, like, ready for anyways, so. Yeah, and not only that, but also, Sweary gets actively mad when people call it a trans game. <laughs> like, the, the beginning of the game starts out with this phrase that people initially were like, oh yeah, this is cool. This The phrase is like, this game is for everyone who doesn't feel loved for being the way they are. You are loved no matter what for who you are. And anytime anyone goes, oh, this was a cool trans game, Swery goes, no, it is a game for everyone. I will not have you calling it a trans game. I will not have you calling it a queer game, even though it's about a lesbian relationship. It is a game for everyone. And that really irritated me, too. <laughs> <laughs> what a pedantic, yeah, random thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, so just as a bit of a counterpoint here, um, one, if you tell me Swery's making a platform, I say, oh no. <laughs> Nothing he's ever made has played even slightly well. Yeah. Um, it, it, to the point where, like, Deadly Premonition is, like, a, a popular joke about what a disaster it is to play. <laughs> um, and then also, Swery's never been great with women? Um, like... I mean, fucking, okay, let's go back to D4, right? You like D4. Mm -hmm. um, there's a character in that named Amanda who is a naked lady who thinks she's a cat. She's not it's naked, not but yeah, pretty oh, close. Okay, well, she's in she's in a bra and panties. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You don't see any nipple. They didn't get the ESRB adults only rating. <laughs> I mean, who can't relate to that, you know? Yeah, that, that is a fair point. Uh, six, like, in Deadly Premonition, all of the... All the murder victims, especially the way that they do certain details, is kind of gross and over the top in a way that <laughs> even most even most horror slash murder games aren't like that. So, yeah, yeah, I I can I can definitely see that. I I, I can definitely say that this is mostly more of my personal hangups than anything that's universal. But also, I feel like that might be the same thing for Darksiders Three. So, yeah. It sounds like it was a disappointment. Yeah, but if, if it's a situation where you can buy more on below than the missing, then I'm okay cutting the missing. Nick, is Darksiders three going to make the top three? It it has three in the name. It's true. It does. It probably <laughs> should be third place. I don't want to be uh, selfish, but I really. Like, I think y your arguments for the other games, U2's arguments, are very good. I have a lot of trouble letting Heaven Will Be Mine go. Yeah. Heaven Will Be Mine inspired a fury in me, uh, <laughs> and perhaps some strife, <laughs> no. um, that uh, I was just so pissed. Because, um, like forget how well they executed on their vision they lied about their vision this is not the game they advertised if i may six 
Yeah? I would like to... Uh, I have a, uh, a proposition for us. Okay. It sounds like we should cut subterfuge. Because while subterfuge was a very surprising experience, was it so much a disappointment as a disaster? <laughs> did you have high hopes coming in? Cause Are you saying, is it a facepalm of the year? Yes, absolutely. Can we wow, just copy-paste? Wow, I love paste? this. I love this. Okay, you know what? You're right. I, Jen, are you okay with this? Yeah, I'm okay with that. That way, okay, you know, we yeah. all, we captured the spirit of our disappointment. We bottled it up into three very, you know, well-chosen games. And then Subterfuge, I think upon reflection, in the end, I wasn't so much disappointed as angered. Or just <laughs> yeah. flabbergasted. Boy. That's a good point. Uh, the I feel like the most frustrating thing about Subterfuge is there was zero false advertising. <laughs> yeah. It was exactly it was like, yeah. we we were the true disappointment. You listened to, you listened to multiple podcasts where Austin and the others talked about how much they fucking hated this game and you decided to sign us up for it anyway. <laughs> You even said six, like, hey, God, you know, melt, before we started playing. Do you want to have like, a bad time? Do you want to have yeah. a bad time? Your famous catchphrase. <laughs> and we're like, yes, we're signing the dotted line. You're you're entirely right. It can't be the most disappointing game because if we were disappointed by that experience, we are morons. <laughs> I, I do think we kind of expected it to be a different kind of bad time. Like, yeah, it's true. It's we true. thought it would be more... Just one of those things yeah. where it makes us think with a different frame of mind. So, of course, we're going to have a little bit of strife between us. But I, Yeah, the part, yeah. I didn't expect the part where I thought the game didn't work. Yeah. I didn't expect us to be the bad time. At the very least. <laughs> like, it turned <laughs> that out that we coming. were the worst part of the game. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more like a civilization game where yeah. it's... It's that kind of miserable, but no, it's a completely different kind of miserable. Oh man, yeah, I, I actually, I actually was less of a motherfucker than I expected. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, yeah, no, I, uh, ho, ho. The, that's the that's the real dark side. <laughs> okay, so our top three: Heaven will be mine, Below, and Dark Siders three. Amen. Um. I'm not disappointed by Below personally, but it does have a strong argument given how much of a build there was to that fucking game for it to be, like, another fucking, like, Steam Early Access survival game knockoff. <laughs> um, that's pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think we're all leaning towards our respective games, obviously, but I'm trying to be fair here. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where if I had to choose between um, Dark Siders three or or Heaven Will Be Mine, I probably would lean towards uh, Heaven Will Be Mine just because Dark Siders to me has always been a series that was almost this close to finding its own identity, but it was mostly trading on doing thing that other games were doing, but very well, like. Mm -hmm. Darksiders 1 and 2 were basically known as the gritty Zelda games, and <laughs> they were very good at being the gritty Zelda games, but it was one of those things that was like, I guess it's, I guess its main thing was the Joe Mad art style, which he's a famous co comic book artist and all that, but it was mostly one of those looks that was like, I probably wouldn't be playing a game like this unless it was doing this Zelda thing. So, mm -hmm. I think Darksiders Three should definitely be third place here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's to to heaven will be mine and below then. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Mm. Gosh. 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 You know that if you play Heaven Will Be Mine from a different character's point of view, you just have the exact same scenes again. <laughs> They're just the exact same scenes with no changes to the writing or anything. There's no internal monologue or anything like that? Uh, you have some stuff in between. Like, there's some between mission stuff, some between mission dialogue. Um, but, like, during a given scene, it is the exact same scene, line for line. Okay. Shot for shot. Okay, that's most disappointing, then. All right! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that that was a very convincing argument because one of my favorite things with games that typically when those sorts of games do a situation where they have repeat scenes, they'll find new ways to get you to look at it, like um, internal monologue, or they'll do some sort of weird subversion where a character will dialogue will come out differently and someone will be like, huh, it didn't go that way this time. I last time, but if it has none of that, then ugh. Yeah. This is a very disappointing game. Alright, well I guess that makes our most disappointing game, Heaven Will Be Mine with our runners up below and Darksiders 3. Yeah, this... everyone else... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, this went a lot easier than I expected it to. Like, <laughs> I figured that this would be much more drawn out and take at least an hour and a half, but I'm glad it did not take that much time. So you knowingly trapped Nick in here. <laughs> I thought we could Heaven will we be could thine. <laughs> Heaven yeah. will be thine, guys. Imagine if, like, you die, right, and it's like the afterlife, and it's just, like, six-second videos. Imagine that. But the videos would be horny. I don't want it. <laughs> would heaven really be full of horny videos? Apparently, judging by this game. <laughs> okay. What if heaven will be trying, actually? Is there a trying? Oh, man. There's a trying. The trying three, I think, is the last one they made, and that okay. was generally considered to be a bit disappointing. Okay. I think I played one. It wasn't, like, heavenly, I don't think. It was fun. Yeah, trying one was one of those situations where I was like, okay, it's a small studio trying a new thing, and it, it was very manageable for what it was, but then trying two and three really leaned into giving each person a, more of a personality and writing a actual longer story to it, and none of that worked, so... <laughs> hey, Frozen Bite, why don't you try a new thing? I'm trying! <laughs> <laughs> try, trying are they All the right. ones that did uh hell divers though because that was pretty good no oh. no that's not them that was the magic of folks oh okay oh yeah um but yes thank you so much for for joining us nick um is there anything you would like to plug upon the internet uh no i'm currently a conscientious objector to any plugs so okay nothing. yeah i guess i guess that one did go a little rough mm -hmm. um I, I plug zoned Nick the other day in a way that got a bad reaction. Unforgettable. Truly an unforgettable experience. Ah. <sighs> Dang it. So, alright. Until next time, folks. Peace out. Have a good one. Sure. <laughs>